0: This is Erev Shabbos, Parshas Baha Loischa, here in Chutzla Oritz. so today's Shir is going to be Advartura on Parshas Baha Loischa. And we begin with the Psukim. So I'd like to discuss a little bit the mitzvah of Chatzreis. The pasuk tells us, Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, Shtei Kesef Make for you two trumpets out of silver and what are the what, are, what would be what should be done with these they will be for you in order to call the congregation they are used as uh, to make announcements to gather the congregation for various purposes and also to uh, signal that the camps should begin traveling and the psukim go through this, you blow on one shofar. that's a sign that um, that the Ada that the congregation should gather at the Oyel Mayed, you blow on two shayfar or, or that's if you blow on both of them, if you blow on one shofar, that's a sign that the Nisim that the leaders of the tribes should gather at the Oyel Mayed and so on and there is a different order of blowing the Chatzaits rice when it was time for the Machanois, when it was time for the camps to travel. And this is all outlined, this is all specified in detail by the Psukim. We're gonna to go to the last Pasik in this little parsha, which in last two Psukim, which introduce us to some other occasions upon which the sois were to be used. In Pasik Tess it says, <laughs> when you will come to war in your land, against the enemy that is afflicting you, that is attacking you, so you have a mitzvah, you should blow on these, on these trumpets, and you will be remembered in front of Hashem, your God, Hashem will quote-unquote remember you, Of course HaKadosh Baruch Hu never forgets anything, but it means it will appear as if he remembered, whereas one moment it might appear that he had forgotten you because he's not saving you from your enemy, but the next moment it will appear as if he remembers you because he will cause a salvation. And you will be saved from your enemies. So that's another new purpose for the Chatz Reis, that we are to blow them at a time of war, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu will think of us and will save us. And now, Pasek Yud, uva on the day of your rejoicing, which some says refer to Shabbos, and on on your appointed times, meaning on your Yomim teivim on your holidays, Rosh and on your Rosh Hashanah, on the first of every month, you will blow. You will blast upon the Chatzaizris, Al Oiloisem, on your Korbanis Oyla. In other words, when you bring the Korban Oilo, which is specific to that special day, you will blast the Chatzai, the Al and also on the Korban uh, Korbanis Shlomim that are special for that day. And these blasts of the Chatzaizrais will be for you as a remembrance in front of Hashem Ani Hashem Elokechem. I am Hashem your God Now, let's take a look at Rashi on this last Possek. Ani Hashem Elokechem. so the Possek ends off with this little phrase Ani Hashem Elokechem. I am your God that's a very important <laughs> phrase but it's hard to know exactly what it is doing over here? What what is that adding to this pasuk? Ani Yeshem is, is is always always appropriate, but it's not in every pasuk in the Torah. So, what is the purpose of these three words here in this pasuk? Says Rashi, Mikan Lamadnu. From here we learn Malchios im Zechrenus Foras, that there is such a thing called Malchios. We'll say for the moment. We'll talk about this in in detail, but. What it seems to be saying is that there's such a thing as reciting psukim of Malchios, reciting psukim, that indicate that Hashem is king, together with zechreinus v'shoifaris, together with psukim that indicate that Hashem remembers us, and together with shifaris, and along with, together with psukim, that talk about the shoifar. Now, we're familiar with what these psukim are. We say them on Rosh Hashanah. In the Tfilas Musav, we have, in effect, three separate brachas, a bracha of Malchus, where we talk about how Hashem is king, and we read ten psukim, which indicate that fact, and we have a bracha called Zechreinus, where we talk about how Hashem remembers uh, people who do good things, we talk about how Hashem remembered Noach in the time of the flood, and so on. And we talk, and we have a bracha called Shefreis, where we, quote, many of the psukim around Tanakh that talk about the importance of shoifar. So Rashi says that from these words, Ani we learn that you need to have malchiris. Shenemar. Now he continues, as it says, Uskatem, it says in this passage, you will blow on the chatzay tzeris, so that be, that refers to shoifar. That's like the shoifar, even though here it's a it's a trumpet, but it's blowing on an instrument, the Zikorain, and it says that they will be for you a Zikorain, So that teaches us that you have to have Zikroinus. And now the last phrase, I am Hashem your God, Zemalchios. So this refers to Malchios. Now, this Rashi comment is very puzzling. We're talking here, we're reading here a pasuk about Chatzaytsreis. And Rashi, it seems, is telling us halachas about Rosh Hashanah, which is not done with on Rosh Hashanah, the mitzvah is not a chatzesres. On Rosh Hashanah, of course, the mitzvah is with a shofar. Now it's true that the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah says this, as we'll see in a moment, that we learn out from this pasuk about a we derive from this posik that on Rosh Hashanah there are three... Uh, three brochas that we need to make, there are three topics that we need to talk about. We need to talk about Shoifer, and we need to talk about Zikorain, and from the words ani Hashem in this passage here we learn that we need to talk about how Hashem is king. That is the Gemara. we'll see the Gemara in a moment. But Rashi is not the Gemara. Rashi says many many times in his commentary on Chumash that he is coming to explain the pshat. He is coming to explain shutai shalmikra, the simple, direct meaning of the psukim. And it is very out of character for him to take a few extra words in a Pesach about topic A and say, well, it's telling us something about topic B. That is not the normal way that Rashi operates in his commentary on the Torah. Let's take a look at the Gemara for a moment. The Gemara here is the, the, going on the Mishnah that talks about the brachais of Malchiais, and then it talks about the bracha of Zichreinais, and the bracha of Shephoris, these three brachas that we are all familiar with. And the Gemara is talking about how do you know, what is the source for all these dis- different brachis? And The Gemara says, um, Zikharin, so there's a word in the Pasuk that says Zichreinais, the, the, the Pasik regarding Rosh Hashanah says, Zichrain Trua, it is a day of Zichrain Trua. So Zikarain, Elo Zichrainais, that refers to the psukim of Is. Trua, the Pasik says, Trua, a, a blast, a certain type of call of the Shaifar. So Elo Shaifrais, so that refers to the necessity of making a bracha and mentioning the psukim of Shaifrais. But the Gemara continues here where it's highlighted, Minayin Sha'imrim Malchios. From where do we know that we have to say Malchios? That we must recite on Rosh Hashanah? Psukim that indicate that Hashem is the King. So Tanya, we learned in a Rabbi omer There is a juxtaposition of psukim in Parshas Emor. One pasuk ends by saying, Ani I am Hashem your God, and the next pasuk begins by saying. That in the seventh month there is a moed and there is a zichron trua and that is a time for blowing the shofar, so it's ani ashem Then leads directly into the the yom Teif that occurs on the in the beginning of the chodesh ha-shvi of the seventh month. So he says Zoim malchus. This is telling us that on this chodesh ha-shvi, on this uh, special day that takes place in the beginning of the seventh month you have to discuss, you have to recite psukim about Ani Hashem that Hashem is our God. That's one opinion. Rabbi Yossi, by Yehuda Eimer, he says you don't need that drusha. you don't have to uh, expound upon the juxtaposition of the two phrases. Harehu the Pasek says explicitly it says in the Pasek, now which Pasik is he quoting? He's po- quoting our Pasek. The Pasik regarding Chatsaisrais. The Chatsaisrais will be for you as a Koran, a remembrance in front of Hashem your God. Shain Talmud ani Hashem aloke. But he says the Pasik seemingly did not have to conclude by saying Ani Hashem alokeim, I am Hashem your God. Uma tama ani Hashem alokeichem. What is the meaning of those last words? What it was the why was it necessary for the Torah to conclude with those final Three words of the This is a binyan this is a paradigm that any place where you have any place where you have to be remembered in front of Hashem, That there should be there should be a declaration of a chem, of Hashem's kingship together. So here we see the Gemara in typical Gemara fashion takes a Pesach about one topic but transfers the the, the lesson, transfers the halachic derivation thereof to another topic. So the Gemara takes a Pesach about Chatzesres, but it says that it's really teaching us a halacha about shoifah. As I said before that's good for the Gemara but not so good for Rashi. Rashi in, the, in his commentary on Chumash does not usually operate like that. This is a question that it would seem that most of the super commentaries on Rashi do not discuss. There is a sicha from the Labavitcher Rebbe who does discuss this. It's a little difficult, I can't say that I fully get to the bottom of it, but I'd like to open up with a small commentary Made in a safer quote, the Ermayim Chayim. The Ermayim Chayim is a super commentary on Rashi, which was written by the brother of the Maral. The Maral, Prague had a brother named Rabbi Chayim, who was also a great Talmud Chacham, a great Gadol. And just as his brother wrote the famous Gurayyeh super commentary on Rashi, so Rabbi Chayim wrote also a super commentary on Rashi, which he called the Ermayim Chayim. Now on our Rashi, where Rashi says, Ani Hashem From here we learn Malchios. So he makes one short comment. I'll just read a few words. Because this is the way of those who go to war to blow the shoifer, to, make, to blow tekiyos, and to blow truos to blow the various notes that are made with the shofar. Loimar, in order to say, Yechi long live the king soldiers going out to battle he says it's their custom that they blow shoifer they make a lot of noise they make a declaration our king should live so he says Amar so therefore the Torah says Ani Hashem I am Hashem your God Melech Yisrael v'goyoloi, I am the king of Yisrael and its redeemer now what this Rabbi Chaim is saying is that this Rashi, Bikan Lamanu Malchiyais, that from here we learn that there needs to be a declaration of Hashem's kingdom, of Hashem's kingship, is not a halacha primarily about Rosh Hashanah, as we understood from the Gemara, but rather it's a halacha about the Chatzay race. Rosh Hashanah is not a day of war, but here the Chatzay race, we learned in Basak Tess that it's a mitzvah to blow on the Chatzay race at a time of war, and Rabbi Chaim is interpreting Rashi, that when Rashi says mikan the no Malchios," that from here we learn that you have to make Malchios, you have to declare Hashem's kingship, what it means to say is, that when you go out to war, you use the Hatzaitzreis in order to declare Hashem's kingship. And this goes together with the Zichrein and the Shephoras. On a broader level, I think what we see from this comment from the Be'er Mayim Chayim is that these words, Ani Hashem Elokeichem, according to Rashi, what Rashi means with these words is not that it's telling us a halacha about uh, about Tekiyah Shephor on Rosh Hashanah and about the Tfilois on Rosh Hashanah, but it is telling us something about the content and the meaning of the blowing on the Chatzaitzreis. This should not surprise us that Rashi is, on the one hand, quoting a Gemara, but on the other hand, he means something quite different from the Gemara. There is a very famous sefer known as the, uh, people usually just refer to it as Berliner, There was a Jew named Avram Berliner, in 1905 he published his uh, scientific critical edition of Rashi. He went through many, many manuscripts and many, many old prints of Rashi, and he attempted to establish what is the proper text in Rashi. He also uh, made many useful notes, many useful footnotes about the sources, Rashi's sources in Gemara and Midrash, etc., many important comments and he also wrote a very, very interesting uh, introduction to Rashi's commentary on the Chumash. One of the things he says in a very poetic fashion, he says, HaMidrash b'Yad Rashi k'chaymer v'yad hayotser." The Midrash in the hands of Rashi is k'chaymer b'Yad HaYotzer It's like material, it's like clay in the hands of the craftsman. By his will he stretches it out, by his will he can narrow it down. Of course these are famous words from the Yom Kippur tefillah at night, but what he's saying is that Rashi often quotes a Midrash or a Gemara and he does not mean exactly what the Midrash or the Gemara is saying. He's using what they're saying but he's using it in his own way, he's using it to prove his own point. In fact, we find some of the uh, some of the Mepharshe Rashi, some of the super commentaries on Rashi, with this fundamental point, they answer a very fundamental kasha on Rashi. We know that the Gemara says, When a person says over something in the name of the one who said it to him, uh, particularly in Torah, it would seem even, uh, even words that are not words of Torah, but particularly if I learn some Torah from a particular person, and now I'm going to give it over to you, so if I say it over in the name of the one who originally said it, maybe, that person brings redemption to the world. Why that is, is for another time. It's a very good thing to quote your sources, to, uh, to uh, acknowledge your sources, and to say things over, shame What's very striking about Rashi's commentary on the Chumash, is that he very rarely does this. The vast majority of times, Rashi simply says what he says, without acknowledging his sources. Of course, anybody who knows a little Gemara and a little Midrash can look it up and find this Rashi came from this Gemara, and that Rashi came from that Midrash, and there's actually not that much originality in Rashi's commentary. The originality and the genius was his inability to pick out just the right source that makes the, a concise comment which which sticks to the puteishal mikra. But the vast majority of what he says he took from Gemara and Midrash. Why doesn't Rashi quote his sources? And so what some Mifarshim say is because when Rashi quotes a Gemara he has altered the Gemara somewhat. Not that he's changing any halachas, but the Gemara may mean it in one sense, what it's saying, and Rashi means it in a different sense. So yes, he's using the Gemara, but he's not exactly quoting it. He's using it to make a certain point. And I think that's what's going on here in this Rashi. It's true. The Gemara takes these words, which are written in Apostle Go'er but the Gemara is saying that it's telling us about Hadadavan on Rosh Hashanah, Rashi takes that Gemara, but that's not exactly what he means. He's saying, From here we learn that when blowing the Chatzreis, there is an inyan, there is a content of malchios. Not only do the Chatzreis accomplish, not only do they accomplish that Hashem will remember us, and not only, of course, are they an act of blowing on a shoifa-like instrument, but even, they are a declaration that Hashem is our God. Now, now that we have established, perhaps, established is perhaps not the right word, but now that I am suggesting that Malchias, Echroynas, and Sheforas are not only something that we do on Rosh Hashanah, but something that we do on Mayadechem, and Rosh the Yom Simchaschen, which the, the midrash which says refers to Shabbos. It's something that's done quite a lot, that we have this idea of Malchias, Zichreinus, and So what is the idea? What exactly is the content of Malchias, Zichreinus, and Shefaris? So I found in the Ma'ar on the Gemara that we quoted, that he says some very simple but very important ideas. He says, "Malchias, The Malchias, and sheifores correspond to three major principles of the Torah: Sheheim, Messias Hashem. Number one, the existence of Hashem. When we blow the sheifer of Malchias, or the chassidshris of Malchias, or when we recite the psukim of Malchias on Rosh Hashanah, we are declaring that Hashem is our god that there is a god the Torah min HaShemayim the second principle that that we are declaring is Torah min HaShemayim the Torah comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from Shemayim that is represented by the shoifer because as we know as it says in Psukim at Har Sinai there was a great blast of shoifer so the Torah is not our own invention the Torah comes from a Kodesh Baruch Hu and the third principle is that there is reward and punishment there are expectations of how we need to act and we are rewarded for our good behavior and we are treated otherwise for our lack of good behavior those are the three very important principles of Judaism that we have to constantly reflect upon. Sometimes we get caught up in in the details. That's good to be caught up in the details, but you can't remember the bigger, you can't forget the bigger picture. And in fact, according to the Rashi that we have been learning and the way we've explained it, these three principles really should be uh, remembered and emphasized and, and realized very often through the blowing of the Chatzai race. It's only because, unfortunately, we don't have a Beis HaMikdash that we're not uh, very often uh, blowing the Chatzai But really this should be a, uh, a very common event, that we should make a big noise with these Chatzai to announce and to strengthen with, within ourselves the belief that there is, number one, there is Hashem, and number two, that the Torah comes a Shemayan And number three, there is reward and punishment for our behavior. A good Shabbos. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com/minagainbmore.